this is episode 56 how leveraging can turn market correction into market crash welcome to the loon investing podcast my name is rignesh i'm a teacher a former trained engineer and a very passionate value investor each week will bring you inspiring messages tips and ways to help you improve your investing skills and live the life of true abundance as you learn the art of value investing. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now, let the class begin. On our previous episode, we talked about why borrowing money on securities is a bad idea right especially for first time investors and as i was reading about this right as i was reading about leveraging i wanted to know something even further i want to, i wanted to know how excessive leveraging by traders or by investors how can it affect the actual stock market and as i was researching i came across this one particular research which was conducted by a few researchers one of them is professor kelly Professor Kelly is a professor of finance from Yale School of Management. And with the other researchers, they have conducted this research based on the Chinese market crash in 2015. And they wanted to understand how leveraging can turn market correction into market crash. So before we start, here's what you need to know. First of all, the Chinese stock market, as we all know, it it is the second largest uh, stock market in the world. Right, and in June 2015, the market hit an all-time high. The Chinese stock market hit an all-time high, and just like any other uh, stock market, when the market reaches its peak, it means that a correction is about to happen. Right, that is how that is how it is. Right, there's no denying. But not many of them was ex- not many of them were expecting a crash to happen. So when the crash happened. In uh, 2015, 40% of the market, the market's value, just evaporated within a month. The Chinese stock market, 40% just went, it just, it just lost. Everything just evaporated out of, out of nowhere and everything happened within a month. And the speed and the intensity of that event is so much uh, relatable to what, what happened in the 1929 crash in the U.S., so looking at these two uh, market crash, 1929 US stock market crash, as well as the Chinese uh, stock market crash in 2015, what actually contributed to this crash was excessive leverage. And during, during the rising market, right? Of course, when the market is rising, investors, they want to leverage. Why? Because leveraging, as we mentioned in our previous episode, leveraging allows investors to boost their return multiple folds, right? It can be two folds, three folds, four folds, can be multiple folds depending on how much they leverage. But when the market falls, and in particular, if the market falls sharply, all of these highly leveraged uh, investors will be forced to sell and they will cause the price to drop further, even further and leading to a downward spiral. And so this uh, this this thing that is called this whole phenomenon is known as leverage induced fire sales right now 
Professor Kelly has done an amazing job explaining about this. Okay, so that is why I'll leave it to her to explain in detail about leverage-induced fire sales. A leverage-induced fire sale can occur when many investors or financial institutions have taken on a lot of leverage, and further, they are in danger of hitting leverage constraints. Um, so in these situations, a small negative shock, such as a government announcement that it plans to tighten regulations in the future, that can trigger a lot of selling activity by highly leveraged investors or financial institutions. The selling activity is going to apply selling pressure and cause um, a depression in asset prices. Now this depression in asset prices is then going to feed back because it makes already leveraged investors even more levered so then they, they need to continue selling assets. And then as they sell more, prices keep falling, so then they have to keep selling more. This all can lead to a devastating feedback spiral uh, leading to a, a leverage-induced fire sale. Now, what other past market crashes was contributed by this leverage-induced fire sales? Downward leverage spirals uh, are believed to be one of the main triggers of the 1929 uh, U.S. stock market crash. Uh, so at that point, uh, margin trading was unregulated, and many of these margin investors suddenly sold, leading to very large single-day point drops in asset prices. Uh, Leverage-induced fire sales were uh, also a contributing factor to the 07-08 financial crisis in the U.S. Uh, and what we study in our research is the Chinese stock market crash in the summer of 2015, which we believe was also triggered by uh, highly levered margin investors who suddenly sold their assets. So how is the 2015 Chinese market crash similar to the 1929 US stock market crash? And what caused the crash to happen? The Chinese stock market crash in 2015 uh, share some resemblances with the U.S. 1929 crash. Uh, both were fueled by unregulated margin trading uh, that were not directly observed or monitored by uh, governments. Uh, now, the 2015 crash was fueled by fintech and software platforms, while such technological innovations were obviously not around in 1929. Um, however, the two crashes do bear quite a lot of similarities. In both cases, uh, margin traders were highly levered. Um, they were driven a lot by small retail traders, as well as small institutions and investors. Uh, and they both led to a correction of fundamentals um, but the crash took place within a couple of days. So how significant was the role of fintech in the 2015 uh, Chinese stock market crash? I do think fintech was a critical factor uh, in contributing to the Ch China's 2015 crash. Uh, and it's because the form of borrowing that we're studying has always existed on a very small scale without fintech. Fintech um, and associated shadow borrowing software allowed investors to borrow off the books. Um, I, as an individual investor, um, I could open up a brokerage account um, that is not allowed to have any amount of leverage according to the government. However, the government can't stop me from borrowing money, let's say from a friend, and taking that money in the account and then investing in the market. So that has always uh, occurred. Um, what the fintech and software programs it 
did was it allowed this type of borrowing to occur on a much larger scale. Um, so again, someone could open up a normal unleveraged brokerage account. This could be called a mother account. And the software platform would link up this mother account to hundreds of child accounts and then uh, line up shadow financing for these child accounts. Now, all of the shadow financing is off the books. The child account um, would put in some of its own money get a lot of borrowed money from outside financing, and then submit orders through the software program that are then routed directly to the brokerage firm. All that the brokerage firm sees is that this is a normal buy order. It does not know that this is a margin trade or that it's highly levered. Um, and therefore, the brokerage firm uh, has plausible deniability and tell the Chinese government, I'm not helping to run a margin trading system. It's just regular unlevered brokerage accounts, when in reality, these are highly leveraged shadow finance trading. Now, how can we stop leverage-induced fire sales from spiraling? And also, are there any lessons for investors in this, uh, based on this phenomenon, based on this research that you have done? Was there any lessons that we as investors can learn, learn from? Prices typically revert after a fire sale, and that's because a fire sale is defined as a drop in prices below their fundamental value. So once liquidity returns to the market, the price should go back up to reflect the asset's fundamental value. Uh, now, in terms of the lessons that one could learn from this, it does say that investors, if they know that the sudden crash is due to a fire sale, they should try not to participate um, because the prices are going to revert, so they shouldn't sell. Um, however, it also means that investors may want to be cautious about how much leverage they take on initially, um, because if they take on too much leverage, uh, even if they realize that it's a fire sale, they will be forced to sell. Um, so literally, if they get a margin call and the lender seizes control, the lender is going to seize all the assets and engage in sale, the sale of assets without the permission of the borrower. That is all from me. I hope you find this insightful. And if you have any questions that you'd like to ask or if you, you are finding for ways to learn to invest independently or if you want to find out more about us, you can check out diloon.com to find out more. Until next time, take care you guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone who you think will benefit from this. Remember, you have the power to change someone's life by sending them this message and becoming the light in their darkness. Also, if you want to help me spread this message of value investing, click the subscribe or follow button. It will allow this message to reach even more people who need to be inspired. So click the subscribe or follow button and leave a review right now. And I want to close this with a quote that I love so very much by Zig Ziglar. It goes like this. You don't have to be good to start but you have to start to be good. I'm so grateful for you and if no one's told you lately, you are loved, you are amazing in every way and you are worth fighting for. As always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and make an impact and live 
be extraordinary life.